The message you're about to listen to is produced by Sierra Iso Media. I want to talk to us this morning on spirit-driven success. Spirit-driven success. Spirit-driven success. There are lots of Christians who think that um, God is against success, and it's not true. And it's because of the fact that they do not understand success. Success simply means the progressive realization of goals and targets that are in line with your God-given destiny. That are in line with your God-given destiny. Progressive realization, because the word success is from that word we get the word succession. Succession. Success is the obtaining of a goal or a desired end. Success is the obtaining of a goal or a desired end. When you say the, the, the marriage was successful, you see that success is more than many. It just means that your goal or target you had was achieved. Are we together? For instance, we can say fragrance of his presence was successful. Am I right? All right. So it's more than many because people, when they think of success, it's successful because he has a big car or he has a big house. Now, those are um, what we call symbols of success, but they are not the true definition of success because true success is measured in line with your God-given destiny. Are we together? All right. Now look at Joshua 1 verse 8. Joshua 1 verse 8. Joshua 1 8. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now, if there is good success, there is bad success. Are we together? If there is good success, there is also what? Bad success. If you have to violate your conscience, it's what? Bad success. If you have to compromise morals and principles, bad success. But if it's in line with your God-given destiny and it's in line with God's word, what's that? Good success. Notice the synonymous nature of success and prosperity. Because the word prosperous there, salea, it means to, to break out, to come suddenly. See? So prosperity and success are synonymous. Prosperity and success are synonymous. Give me 
Second Chronicles 26 verse 5. It says, As it, And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, what did he say? God made him to prosper. So God is not against prosperity and success. And the reason many Christians don't dream big because they feel that if they become successful, they will not be able to serve God. Not so. Not so. If you follow the principles of God's word, you'll be successful and you'll be able to serve God. And some feel that if they have to succeed, they have to compromise principles. No, no. God says that if the book of the law will be in your mouth and you meditate upon it and you do it, you will be prosperous and you have good success. See? So it says, God made him to prosper. Now you can see that in this man's success, there was supernatural assistance. There was supernatural assistance. Now do me a favor, give it to me in the message translation. It said, he was a loyal seeker of God and he was well trained by his pastor and teacher. I like this. Zechariah to live in reverent obedience before God. For as long as Zechariah lived, Uzziah lived a godly life and God prospered him. You know, a lot of times people think, if I live right, I will not prosper. See, because they don't understand that God wants you to prosper without violating your conscience. Are we together? All right, now let's look at something here. Give it to me in the New Living. New Living says God gave him success. All right, it says, Uzziah saw God during the days of Zechariah who taught him to fear God. And as long as the king sought guidance from, from the Lord, what happened? God gave him success. Say that with me. God gave him success. Say it again. God gave him success. One more time. God gave him success. That means success is a God thing. You see that? Success is a God thing. There are a lot of folks who think that um, to be successful, you have to compromise. To be successful, you have to uh, maybe join a call to succeed. Because they don't understand that God wants them to succeed. Now, I want you to give us Genesis 24, verse 12. King James first, then um, we'll look at um, New Living Translation. Now, I'm just laying a foundation because I want to show you how the Holy Spirit can help you succeed. It says, and he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Now, he used the word good speed. Say good speed. Talk to me now. Say good speed. All right. So that means you can have good speed. Okay? Now, give it to me in the New Living Translation. O Lord God of my master Abraham, he prayed, please give me success when? Today. And this was where the Lord gave me a definition for success. That success is the day-to-day -day success. Is the day-to-day -day accomplishment of goals and targets that are in line with your God-given destiny. day today and that's where goal setting is important i believe that to become successful 
there must be consistency and discipline to be successful in whatever field you're in. Whether you're in ministry or whether you're in business, there must be some consistency. Consistency in growth, consistency in development, consistency. And lots of people don't take this very, very seriously. And that's why success eludes them. Hallelujah. It says, please give me success today. And now, what he was talking about here was finding a wife for Isaac. He wanted to find a wife for Isaac. So, when you get married to the person God wants to get married to, what's that? Success. When you get married to... <laughs> when you get married to the wrong person, what is that? <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God can also help you turn your water into wine. Amen. Yeah, God does that. All right, let's see this. It says, I'm sure I'm feeling love to my master Abraham. Next verse, please. See, I'm standing here beside the spring, and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. Verse 14. It says, this is my request. I will ask one of them, please give me a drink from your jug. If she says, yes, yes, have a drink, and I will water your camels too, let her be the one you have selected as Isaac's wife. Do you know you can get married to someone you just chose to get married to? There is someone selected for you. For me, I've married that one. And you're already married, and you missed it, you're married. There's nothing you can do about it. What God has done together, let not man put us under. Now you need a miracle for God to turn your water to wine. He says, let her be the one you have selected. You have selected as Isaac's wife. There's someone selected for you. We're looking at spirit-driven success. Because for the most part, many people don't follow what God wants them to do. They want to do their own thing. A lady got married. And her husband was beating her. And she went to God and said, Lord, see what you did to me. You gave me a husband that's beating me. God said, I never gave you the man. When Adam said, the woman you gave me, God decided I didn't give you. Because God, see, I tell myself, Eve was the perfect, perfect will of God for Adam. Because there's no other person he would have married. He could have married an animal. See, and when Eve messed up, and Adam messed up as well, and he said, the woman you gave me, God didn't say nothing. God said, woman, what have you done? See? But this woman was crying to God, Lord, look at the man you gave me. God said, I didn't give him to you. You were the one that was insisting you're going to marry this guy. See? True success is becoming what you were born to be, doing what you're supposed to, what you're born to do, and having what you were born to have. That's true success. True success is being what you're supposed to be or become what you're supposed to be, doing what you were born to be, and being what you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do, and have what you're supposed to have. In other words, what you were born to be, what you were born to do, what you were born to have. Becoming what you were born to be, becoming, uh, doing what you were born to do, and having what you were born to, what you were born to have. 
And that's why I don't compare myself with somebody else because I don't know, I don't know what God's plan for you is. There's a very successful pastor in this country. They started sending branches of their churches and he told them to stop it that God never told him to start branches all over the country. He knows what God has called him to do. See, success is not measured in numbers. It is measured in the light of purpose. It's not measured in numbers. Don't look at your neighbor and the guy has seven children. You want to compete and have seven children. How many does he want you to have? Maybe four, maybe two. See, my wife wanted us to have five, and I, 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 wanted, I wanted to flow with it, but sometimes when I see the, because we don't really have anyone helping out the children, and she's dealing with three children, not very easy for any woman. See, so I looked at it, what, why, why do more? See, God will only give you grace for what he demands from you. So why go have seven or eight because your sister has eight? Your husband has, first wife had four wives before she died, four children before, he di- before she died, and now you want to have four children too. What's your problem? Is that how many God told you to have? I like when you're looking at me. That's why people have children that they cannot train. How many did God tell you to, 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 to bring? Now God, they put them. Stop that nonsense. The only person that God, God put it uh, for, for you to understand better is Mary. How many children? Spirit during success. Spirit, Lord, how many children do you want us to have? How many? Let her be the one you have selected as his wife. I believe that there's no woman in this world that would have been able to understand me like my wife. I believe it. Even my younger sister, the way I live my life, she used to wonder, what kind of guy is this? When she came to my wife and saw the way my wife serves me, and what she, because there's a grace for this man to handle this man. There's a grace to handle the woman you're looking at. So now if you're married and God is sending asking, Lord, mercy, show me mercy. Give me grace for this person. There's a grace for that person. Now you're married, the woman has no feelings. She does, she, she does not apologize. She does not, she's very strong and tough. And you say, oh God, what can be this? You're married, so now you pray for the Oboroko's grace to deal with this woman. Say, Father, what is the grace? Or you, maybe your husband is Oboroko. He does not feel for anything. Say, honey, and that thing did pain me. Uh-huh. Do? Honey, that's not the way you apologize. I was really hurt. Yeah. If you pain, you make it pain. I don't tell you do. If you know you make it. No, that's Oboroko. So you now pray, Father, I receive grace to deal with Oboroko. This is what you have. Watch us on Nigeria. Oboroko is uh, dried stockfish. No feeling whatsoever. Hallelujah. Are you out there? Let her be the one. Let her be the one you are selected. Spirit-driven success. The Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles 26, verse 5, it says, as long as the king sought guidance from God, God gave him success. 
There are all kinds of programs now. Fragrance of his love. Fragrance of his word. Fragrance of his spirit. Fragrance. Did God send you? If he did, to be successful. Some people came here for decoration. They looked at a decoration. And um, they said the person decorating must come and join their church to decorate. God will give you. See? I've never gone anywhere seen a good sound man and said, hey, I, I, need, I, need, I need you. No. God will send help. Someone got the number of our usher, one of our ushers called her and said, I want all your, the ushers, people should come to our church to all your ushers. They like the excellence in our church. See? See, there is a grace. There is a grace. The first program, major program I organized in my life, 24th January 2004, 2004. And um, the, we had Americans in that meeting. And they said they've never seen such excellence in their lives. I'll never forget it. Spirit-driven. I prayed. He showed me how the ushers should be. In fact, that's the one of the, the most excellent programs we've ever had. Every process, baited in prayer. Lord, how do we do this one? How, because I told you uh, uh, during the honor, I said, heaven is finer than America. The ushers, if you saw, if you saw the, the ushers, the coordination, everything. Spirit-driven success. He taught me how to dress. He taught me how to dress. Because me, I don't care about material things. I don't care. I can keep my hair, my beard. I don't care. He taught me. Mix this color and this color. He taught me how to dress. These shades of green. He said, let it be different shades of green. When I got here during the online, he said, I should look at it, that there are four phases of ministry. You're entering the fourth and final phase of ministry. That's what this represents. Spirit-driven success. Just live your life anyhow. You know, I want to marry. I want a slim, tall girl with pointed nose. What's your problem? Is it pointed nose that will cook for you? Is it pointed nose that will love you? Is it pointed nose? She must have very good shape. Is it shape that will... That will, that will what, 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 first, what does God want for you? Let me know you need a strong woman that can be a mother to your congregation. That woman is strong. Those days I used to eat late in the night. I don't do it anymore. Because now I hardly eat. But those days when I will walk and I will, need to, I will not eat during the day, then around four or two, I'll, I'll be hungry. And a woman will come down and make food for a man around two or three. It's grace. Without complaining. And she'll finish making the food and bring it and say, I'm not hungry again. And she will not complain. Someone will look at you, go punish you, turn the fire you. You, you wake me up in the night. I've come to cook for you. And I've finished cooking for you. Now you say the way you are. You know me. That when you're hungry, it's when you eat. If, there's no, if you wait, the, the body just adjusts. There's no... Spirit-driven success. 
Father, we need accommodation. And I just trust you to guide us the way we should leave it. Costa Fronska, Ekta Prakta, Karadnoska, Stofungale, Costa Fiske, Soskarad, Kostanai. Bansha. Okay. Please, agent, look for a house for me around Bansha. They see the house for you, Bansha. You go to the house, you look at it. Your spirit, you're asking, Lord, is this the place? No, it's not. It's very cheap, but it's not. Because the Lord knows that in, in rainy season, this place, the rent you paid, you used to pack your things to bring it back the next time. So, you just leave it. Your wife is saying, no, honey, that place, I just like it. Ah, it's so fine. So, the Lord says, no. I beg, a time for this, you have to hear first. Then you see on places, this is the place. And you move in there. You pay your rent. It's more expensive than that one. You saw that place during rainy season. Thank God. The later your landlord says, you're such a good tenant. You've been here for two years or three years. I give you one year for free. Spirit-driven success. My landlady doesn't bother us for rent. Spirit-driven success. The original rent was supposed to be 2.5 million. They dropped it down to 1.450. That means they lost 1.50. Spirit-driven success. Give us Second Chronicles 26, verse 5. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, as long, as long, as long, when, when did you ask God about this thing you want to do? Someone was talking to me, said, I like the names of your programs. They're very sweet names. Fragrance of his presence. Matters of the heart. How do you get all those fine, fine names? Said from the Lord. Remember when we were in school, the, the names, people just come to me, how do you get it? How do you get it? The same thing I told them, the Lord. Is it me? I will start cracking my head. Matters of the, matters of the moment. No, no, no. Moment of the matters. No, no. Heart of the matter. No, no. Matters of the heart. Matters. It's like it's fine. Matters of the heart. No. Just drops it. Matters of the heart. Fragrance of his presence. Colors. As long as he sought the Lord. Some people just name children anyhow. You don't even ask God what's the name of the child. That's some of the children. They will change the name in heaven. Look at the child that was on Sunday dedication. The prophecies that came out of my name, or my mouth, were the name of the child. The two names. The other child was just dedicated the child. Another one, God, God had a word. The name provoked a prophecy. Hear me, when Zechariah was dumb, when he asked him what's the name of the child, as he agreed to write John, his tongue was loosed. 
They named the child and brought the child for dedication. And the prophetic word came. Why? The name has opened a code, a portal in the realm of the spirits. I say, I like, uh, I like uh, uh, Richard. And they don't even know what they call it. Richard. It's Richard. Richard. You don't pray. Most people don't pray before they name a child. Just, and which name do you like? I like um, that Oibo name. Which one? Natasha. It's true. The name is sweet. Natasha. Just carry the child. I dedicate this child. Name of God. Your name is Natasha. Yeah, go. They bring another child. They carry the child. So from Galadigesh. Because that is the child's name is destiny. Now a prophetic portal is open. You too, some of you don't name yourself anyhow. Because your father did not give you an English name. Now you just choose name. So what's your name? Arnold. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. It doesn't mean you have chest and muscles. It doesn't mean anything. Find out the name. The name I liked for myself was not the name he gave me. The Lord spoke to me and said, your name is David. And I was like, wow. Because I didn't like the name David. It's a very common name. David, 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 David. David, David you know. <laughs> Plenty. He said, your name is David. You are the beloved of the Lord. And he said certain things about my life. And one day, I was with some friends and the power of God was working. And one of them walked to me and said, I believe your name should be called David. I said, God told me. I got two witnesses. I had the model two or three inches. I said, okay, so, because nobody knew, because my David was too common. And David Wally Fessel. And for a long time, I didn't put it in my document. I was still at the Wally Fessel Lodger. At the Wally Fessel Lodger. And I said, put the name David and see what happens to your ministry. And a few years ago, I put David in my name. And you see what has happened. This ministry was World Impact International Church. And I was praying. And before, before I prayed, I, I, we went to incorporation and um, for, to CAC. And they wanted to incorporate the ministry. And the ministry in Lagos uh, had a similar name. And they, they wrote a letter, a letter from their lawyer that CAC must not approve that name for us. And it was like, boy, I like World Impact International. The name is very fine. Very, very fine. I was very angry. And amazingly, by mistake, I don't know how they did it, CSE sent the reports of their meeting to us. And all the, the people that were in that meeting, all the reports they gave us that the name is okay. But because they don't want to go to court, they should change the, we have to change our names. I'm sure go in to comfort me and let me know that it's not anyone's fault. It was because so I went to pray and the Lord said, Charismatic Renaissance International Church. I said, I don't like that name. 
Yeah, you should be sincere with God. I said, Lord, I don't like the name charismatic. Charismatic. When there's Catholic charismatic, charismatic, that charismatic, I don't like that name. Renaissance. I had to go and check the dictionary for the word renaissance. Because some of you think I just got the name from my head. And I checked renaissance, a rebirth, a revival. And I was thinking, this is what I'm calling him to do. You know, to awaken the body of Christ to this, 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 this. I said, okay, okay, this is what you're telling him to do, but I still don't like the name. He said, send the name to CSC, whether it to be incorporated. In about a week or two, we're incorporated. No stress. Then he said, I gave you Charismatic Renaissance International Church just the way I gave the founder of Redeemed, Redeemed Christian Church of God. Because I was complaining that the name is even too long. Charismatic Renaissance International Church. And he said, I gave the founder of Redeemed, the Redeemed Christian Church of God. It got my attention. So just as redeemed spread and covered the nations, so will this ministry spread and cover the nations. That means some churches are stunted because they have names the pastors wanted. See, spirit-driven success. Spirit-driven success. If you like, continue the way you are going. Continue. You are a young man, you're not married yet. Let him choose the one he has selected for you. As long as he sought, look what made him to prosper. Give us a new living translation, please. As long as the king sought guidance from God, God gave him success. He said, add the name David to your name and see what happens. And we did. And the rest is history. Just go and carry one name. What is your name? So I, I, I like this name. Michael. Because I like Michael Jackson. Now you're born again. And now no headway. God told them, said, name him Solomon. Which means a man of peace. Say because he will not see war in his days. And he never saw war. Call him Tari. Tari away. Call him Tari. Tari. I like the name Tari. Uh, Apostle. A name now Tari. Tari away. Which English name? Eh, if you call him Johnson. Anyone? Let's call him Johnson. Tari away Johnson. Father, we dedicate Tari away Johnson. Since your father named you anyhow, you just made up your mind you name your own child anyhow. Your father named you. Just give you a name. Ebire, give her Ebire. Ebire. What's first woman? Boloere. Right? Okay. Your first guess. Boloere, give her. Boloere. Pray. If God is calling her Boloere, it means that she's the first girl. You know, wherever she is amongst women, she leads. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise a people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God 
to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wale Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003-382-7072 or 005-120-4708. God bless you.